Ahoy hoy, it's time for another exciting episode from the Partial Historians. I am totally rad today, Dr. G. <laughs> You've dressed up way more than I have. <laughs> Your jumper actually says totally That's rad right, on I'm, it. I'm, I'm channeling the radness. <laughs> I'm wearing um, a sweat hoodie, guys. I'm sorry. So am I. Ah, Mine's high fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, so... We're going to be picking up our narrative once more as we trace the journey from the founding of the Roman city all the way through to its untimely end. <laughs> Until it crumbles into the bitter dust exactly. of the wasteland of the future. Yes, we did take a brief break for our special 50th episode to talk about Publicola. But no more of that. We're back into a narrative. <laughs> Everyone likes a good narrative. Exactly. Um, it took me some time to figure out where I was in the narrative. I know. It seems like ages since we talked about anything, really. And actually, we're getting to the point now where our historical source material is starting to diverge exactly. rather substantially from each other. Which is annoying. So we're getting, <laughs> our, our narratives are starting to follow slightly circular circuitous routes yeah, uh, it, to the same destination. Yeah, basically what we mean by that is we do eventually have the same stuff, but it's kind of in a different order depending on whether you're reading Livy or Dionysius. Who's more important? <laughs> we will let you decide. <laughs> I guess the thing to note is that, as we've been saying for quite a number of episodes right now, we really don't know for sure when anything is happening. <laughs> Look, whenever I pick up a scholar to help me out with this sort of stuff, the consensus seems to be nobody's really quite sure. Ver- various people are unhappy with various points of the narrative. <laughs> exactly. People want independent verification from lists. Doesn't help very much because the lists are different. Exactly. <laughs> and by lists, I'm presuming you mean the consular lists. Yes. yes. <laughs> consular fasti. Forget yeah. those. Not very handy. Yeah, so it doesn't really matter because who knows if we're talking about... You know, we, we have no idea of verifying what these dates are. Oh, I, think it's yeah. just, I think it's just safe to say that it's post-monarchy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But yeah. what it is instead of post-monarchy is anybody's guess at this it's point. It's post-monarchy, early republic. Oh. We can kind of situate it in terms of events and we can say that it probably was around, you know, the turn yeah. of the century going from the 500s into the 400s. But who really knows for sure? Well, not, not us. What I can tell you is that where I'm up to in my narrative, please tell me where you're up to in your narrative. It's either around about 500 or 502, which is about where I'm at too. It is about where I'm at too. Yeah. And importantly, the Sabine War is over. <gasps> Finally. This was the moment you've all been waiting for. I what was, a cliffhanger! I was holding my breath. <laughs> Finally <all> resolved. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Um, the consuls of this yeah. year, Spurius Cassius mm-hmm. Vesalinus, right. Operator Virginius Tricostus, fight a hard battle at the city of Cures. Um, a bunch of Sabines are killed and the war is done. Fair enough. That sounds... Wrap that one up that really sounds, quickly. That sounds great. Yeah, we see Livy talks a little bit about how after the death of Publicola, um, there is war in two Latin colonies, mm. Pomecia and Cora. Uh, and it seems that so the Pomecians in particular put up a little bit of a fight, but only a little bit of a fight, <laughs> because eventually, uh, <laughs> eventually everything works out well. <laughs> oh, those Romans. They're really pulling through, aren't they? Exactly. I mean, they're pretty determined to get vengeance for the Pomecians daring to put up a fairly, you know, gutsy battle, basically. Um, and they basically go back there with redoubled fury, Livy says, um, because they're determined to prove their point. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that they can't, they can't possibly 
<laughs> bit. Uh, and it, of course, the Romans end up winning and the consuls get a triumph. Yay! Yay. Exactly. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting because Furious Cassius does get a triumph in my narrative. Um, but it's for the victory over the Sabines yeah. that has taken place. And then to follow it up, uh, Virginius, uh, the other consul, decides to take it upon himself to go and raise Chimeria. Uh, because he's not very happy with them for some reason. Um, <laughs> and apparently they attempted to revolt. So he goes, he puts down the revolters, and then he raises the city to the ground. Just nice. to make sure. Very nice. Yeah, well, basically, um, I, th- I think we're talking about the same consuls here. So they end up getting... Yeah. They both end up getting uh, military victories and rewards and stuff. Um, but mine's just specifically for permetia really okay uh, and the romans basically say that they are um they have to satisfy the insult of them fighting for so long by seeking severe revenge oh okay <laughs> yeah look i wonder if mine might make somewhat more sense i feel like mine might be a little bit more cogent on this point yeah at least with Camaria, apparently the rationale for going and raising the city is that they defected halfway through the war and joined the sabines Bastards. <laughs> yeah, like that's vengeance, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, the vengeance that Charlie Levy sort of talks about in particular seems to be mostly just the fact that they kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that kind of vengeance. Yeah, ah. which, uh, which is what I kind of expect in a war, more or less. <laughs> right, you are then. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I suspect that maybe these Latin colonies are maybe kicking up a bit of a stink because maybe they figure Rome's in a bit of a weak weak spot now's the know. time to pounce exactly yeah. <laughs> especially after Publicolus just died the great hero of the hour nothing yeah. can be done without him <laughs> um, so yeah that's pretty much where, where I'm up to and then this is actually where I think we talked about this a few episodes ago actually because you had so much more detail on the Sabine conflict um, in the following year when the consuls are Posthumius Cominius and Titus Latius um, this is where that story I told you about um, of the Sabine youths Causing, causing trouble, getting up to high. Damn Sabine youths! Yeah. what are they doing? Exactly. This is this is what I told you about, where they talked about how um, there was public games going on in Rome, and the Sabine youths apparently are not very nice to some uh, either prostitutes or courtesans or something. Oh, I see. And it leads to actually quite a lot of tension <laughs> with the Sabines once more. Not war, not quite war, but certainly there was a big scuffle. Which Livy says it might almost be called a battle. <laughs> so, yeah, and it seems like maybe things are heading down that path again with the Sabines. But then. <laughs> but then. But wait. <laughs> things get overshadowed. Um, yeah. Prostitute insults aside. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> they have to put that aside. <laughs> wait a minute. We might have some bigger fish to fry here. Exactly, yeah. Um, we have some trouble with the Latins uh, who decide in around about 499... Yeah, um, that's in, where I'm at too, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Posthumus and Titus Lassius, who you yeah. mentioned. Um, during this period, the Latins decide to withdraw their friendship from Rome oh. in a formal fashion. <laughs> I want you to return my CDs <laughs> and all clothing that I have at your apartment. Do you have a copy of my magazine, <laughs> What's Happening in Rome Today? Because I need that back. <laughs> yeah. And apparently they're being stirred up by 
the great nemesis of the time, Octavius <laughs> Mamilius, yeah. the old son-in-law of Tarquinius. Oh, just when you thought the Tarquins were gone. <laughs> None of them are dead yet, sorry. Family rears his ugly head. Yes, Octavius Mamilius, who, according to Livy, was the prince in Tusculum. Ooh. Yes. And also arch-troublemaker. Exactly, yes. He, he does. There's this, uh, there's this conspiracy that the Romans catch wind of where apparently maybe about 30 states were being basically led against Rome by that naughty Octavius. Yeah, well, he apparently bribes them, promises of gifts if they get the restoration of the Tarquinian. method. (laughs) (laughs) Standard fare by this point in time. (laughs) Yeah, and so the Romans are quite concerned, as as you think they might, and this is why they forget all about the prostitutes that have been insulted. Well, yeah, to make it even worse, all the Latins (laughs) decide to get together for an assembly without inviting the Romans. So this is how they know that the friendship has been withdrawn. Because the Romans are supposed to be the leading member of this whole group. You're an invited to a party. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't been invited. Um, and the only reason why the Romans find out is because one of uh, the former sort of senators, or I shouldn't say former, yeah. one of the Roman senators, Marcus yeah. Valerius, happens to be out in the field working as an ambassador for Rome. So I thought you were going to say working on a farm or something. <laughs> he Undercover. Spots, he just spots, like, because he's a little bit of a kill, he just spots like, a massive amount of people. some reconnaissance <laughs> and notice there's an assembly happening. Sorry, he's working as an ambassador. He's yeah. working as an ambassador, so he's out in one of these Latin places. Right. And, and obviously catches wind that there's this meeting between all of the Latin states Beside Rome. Right. And okay. he's like, yeah. guys. <laughs> this might be concerning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe so he gets up, he, man- he manages to get himself to this assembly, gets out in front of the crowd and is like, why wasn't Rome invited to this assembly, guys? A legitimate question. <laughs> <laughs> we are the leader of the Latin peoples. <laughs> yeah. And we really should be the first to speak. Uh, so what you doing? Yeah. <laughs> question. With me, pussycat. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not going well. Um, the Eretians uh, come out sort of arms swinging about this and they're like, guys, uh, you didn't help us out when the Tyrrhenians were attacking us, you know, back in the day. So <laughs> don't be surprised <laughs> if you're not invited to these sort of assemblies. <laughs> That's what you get for being Roman. And not only that, a whole bunch of people, some uh, representatives from Fidine and Camaria, mm. recently raised, uh, <laughs> get up and are like, yeah, you Romans, you just bully everybody. You keep coming to our city and keep burning it down and we really don't want you at our assemblies anymore. Well, I suppose that's fair enough. Well, see, the reaction, uh, I don't really have as much detail as you do about, um, <laughs> as usual. Gossip time. Exactly, about all these fascinating goings on. Um, Livy kind of just skips ahead to the fact that the Romans are anxious, and therefore they think maybe they should create the office of the dictator. <laughs> wow, I've Is got that... a lot more detail. Okay, no, please, please, can entertain me. I'll just, I'll just kick back into the, I hear the word dictator. <laughs> wait for it, wait for it. Yeah, so they have all of this backwards and forwards. Mamilius um, also gets up in front of this assembly and basically denounces the Romans, being like, you guys aren't doing a very good job looking after your friends, let's face it. Because <laughs> the Tarquins are so awesome. <laughs> have you noticed? Yeah. Um, and then to follow this up, the Fidines uh, uh, decide to revolt, uh, as you do. Um, Wait, against their... And the Romans. Right, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, aren't they already doing that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, they they aligned with the Tarquinii at this point. Right. Yeah. Um, they go and take repossession of the citadel around Fidine, ah, which they think is rightfully theirs. Fair enough, fair um, enough, yeah. And the Romans are like, well, that constitutes a breach of our agreement. <laughs> <laughs> so the Romans uh, then rock up and drive them out of there. But things aren't going so well. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a situation where a certain Manlius Tullius is sent out against the Fidines uh, with a large army, and he basically just pillages the whole area around the city to make it very difficult for anybody to live there anymore. Well, that sounds logical. Yeah. <laughs> this is the sort of retribution that goes down when you're not invited to the party. We're like, really, really, I burn my city. Throw toilet paper and egg all the surrounding area. Yeah, so the Latins predictably decide to hold another meeting with the Tarquinii. They're like, this is getting more serious. Yeah. <laughs> and we actually really, like, not only do we not want to be friends with them anymore, but is there something we could do about that? Yeah. <laughs> we just, like, erase them from the face of the planet. Yeah, like, it's really not They're very annoying. Well. They're very annoying. I can totally see why you were so harsh with them, Tarquinii. Yeah. <laughs> so, surprise to surprise, the uh, Tarquinii advocate that everybody sends some ambassadors to Rome to invite them to treat with the Tarquinii for their restoration. Oh, my God. <laughs> God, talk about, like, I mean, surprise. I say, I have to admire their persistence. I really do. <laughs> but come on. On the plus side, yeah. at this point in time, they're not actually expecting to have the restorations of the Tarquinii happen. They're really just trying to provoke the Romans into making war with them. Well, that's more sensible. <laughs> but have they told the Tarquinii that? <laughs> Uh, I think the Tarquinii have gone in with that kind of plan at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So they're they're, using each other. They're using each other to go back at the Romans because they're angry. Uh uh (laughs) And not only that, by being in Rome, all of a sudden they're allowed to uh, stir up some more inside trouble in Rome. Ah, Ah, see where you're going. Men on the ground. See where you're going with this. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is the thing about Rome. People, I'm sure, have noticed that Rome tends to be at war an awful lot during this <laughs> Who's a bully in Italy? Yeah. But the thing is, at least according to the material that we have left, as soon as there isn't a foreign foe, or foreign as in not next door neighbor to fight, mm. but yeah, as soon as there isn't someone outside of Rome to fight, it's not like everything's peachy keen in Rome itself. No, no, no. High levels of conflict everywhere. And yeah. this is one of the sorts of things that's about to happen now. Uh, because what uh, the Tarquinii are interested in doing in this instance mm. is actually getting the slaves on side, the most disaffected group uh, within Rome. Wait, wait, wait. Are they going to hatch an evil plan? What? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. Please, uh, tell me. So, pitting the poor against the rich. Yeah. This includes slaves and other disaffected Roman citizens. Okay. Um, so, they send some people who are free of suspicion into Rome. <laughs> nice work, Tarquinii. Where do they keep finding these people? Oh, this, who is that? <laughs> who could they be left yeah. to send? Exactly. Uh, with swaths of money. Right. Uh, to start engaging people in particular types of conversation. Oh. Ah. Fermenting yeah. descent. Yeah. yeah. Are you in need? <laughs> would would these coins help? <laughs> Look at that guy. That guy looks richer than you. Why is that? Why is that? <laughs> it's not fair, I tell you. It's Have not you fair. been thinking about things haven't been the same here since we expelled the kings? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> do I have a I can tell you what the solution would be, but you might think it sounds crazy. <laughs> so anyway, they come up with this plan. Wait for a moonless night. Ah. seize the heights in the city and then the slaves are to kill their masters while they're asleep 
That's like the worst thing ever in the Roman mind. <laughs> <laughs> Even better, once they've done that, uh, they're to plunder the houses of the rich and to open the gates to the tyrants. This is why you can never <laughs> trust slaves. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why, as a group of slaves, you'd think to yourself, you know what would be really good is if we got together, killed the rich, mm. got all the money, and then didn't let the tyrants <laughs> <in>. <laughs> Tyrants has a kind of negative connotation. It maybe implies that we wouldn't be happy. I don't know. Could we take matters into our own hands and maybe just execute half the plan? Yeah, I mean, you know, replacing one set of rulers for another set of rulers doesn't seem as awesome as just revolting altogether. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, anyway. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, some of the conspirators uh, get found out. Oh, no. <laughs> surprise. This isn't going to be surprise. pretty, is it? This is not going to be pretty for the slaves. Well, uh, they're two Tarquinii. Um, so we've got Publius and Marcus Tarquinius, mm. brothers. Um, and they actually, they're not caught so much as they confess to it because all of a sudden they start having visions. There's <laughs> Etruscans in their visions. Frightful visions in their dreams. Yeah. Um, they're being threatened with dire punishments if they don't desist and abandon their attempt. They're having visions of being pursued and beaten by demons mm. and having their eyes gouged out. Um, and the terror that these dreams induce uh, force them to go and confess. <laughs> you know, it's very Catholic almost. <laughs> Yeah. Catholic guilt. Yeah, totally. I mean, because they go through this process of conducting sacrifices. Yeah, so, you doing know, all the stuff that yeah, do. To try yeah. and propitiate the gods, yeah. um, expiate the dangers that are involved here, um, turn the face of the demons away from them. Um, and when that doesn't happen, they attempt... <laughs> they have no other choice but to confess, yeah. clearly. Yeah. No, no, they then oh, attempt sorry. divination. Oh, okay. <laughs> trying to find out the secret purpose of the demons. Um, so they go and visit some soothsayers to try and find out what they can do. Um, this really is playing into every stereotype that the Romans have about the Etruscans, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> But when none yeah. of that really works, yeah. they still feel the fear. Uh, they go to Naturally. the consuls yeah. and confess uh, the conspiracy. I don't even want to know, do I? What happens? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, the conspirators are then used against the rest of the conspirators. To flash them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll smoke the conspirators <laughs> out. We'll smoke the conspirators out. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> as it happens, yes. Um, so they have this sort of sense in which they use, the, the Romans then use um, these two brother Tarquinii yeah. um, to sort of lay a plan. Uh, against Not an evil <laughs> plan because they're Roman. <laughs> Just a normal sort of plan that's yes. going to undercut the whole thing. A clever plan. Um, they send, they're forced to send word to the conspirators outside of Rome mm. to come to the forum at midnight. Now's the time. Here's the thing. <laughs> Um, and then the Romans surround them. Of course, um, yeah. There is uh, scourging and various things. Right. Uh, <laughs> Torture. Badness happens. Yeah. But perhaps the um, most significant OMG moment yes. of this is that according to Dionysius's narrative, these two Tarquinii brothers are granted citizenship. What? <laughs> that was me slamming on my brakes. <laughs> Asterisk, asterisk, WTF, question mark. Yeah. <laughs> Roman history, what are you trying to do to me right now? That's crazy. And this is when I chuck out Dionysius's narrative. Yeah. Flip the table and say, <laughs> it's just not even possible. The Romans hate these guys. Yeah. 
They swore never, 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 ever, ever over all of my dead bodies forever in perpetuity. I'm speechless. <laughs> the story is in Libya, and I'm starting to see why. <laughs> there may be a good reason for this. <laughs> okay, so is everyone on board with this? Um, I'm not on board with this. <laughs> <laughs> no, neither am I. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, my notes are just like, what? <laughs> That's mark. just too crazy. Yeah, so, I mean, the lictors put the conspirators to death. Well, that makes sense, at least. <laughs> um, and But these other guys, these two brothers, apparently. Yeah. That's just freaking crazy. Yeah. Look, I mean, I'm not really buying into it. I feel like it's been so strongly set up that this cannot be possible. No. Um, <laughs> I refuse. I refuse. But I feel like Dionysius might be reading something that maybe isn't really true. Yeah. Or I just... who's he talking to right now? <laughs> I just, I honestly just can't think of a way that that's possibly, I can't think of the possible inspiration for that even, because it's just not, (laughs) it's just not happening in my narrative at all. Mm. We're still very much anti the Tarquins over in Livy's Corner. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's quite a digression. Mm. See, I would, I I was expecting this to be some sort of story that explained something about slaves in Rome or, Um, you know, some, something like that at least. But no, I was not expecting that to happen. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. I'm shocked and I, I can't explain this narrative. <laughs> I don't know how to resolve it for you. Um, I've really got nothing at this point. I just don't think it's very likely. No, neither do I. Jesus. Okay. Um, but importantly, yes. uh, just to make it a, a religious point for a moment. Okay. Uh, please do. <laughs> <laughs> because that's one of my special topics. <laughs> um, so because these conspirators have been slain inside the city, mm. uh, the citizens need to be purified. Ah. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, there's been shedding of blood yeah. on the ground, and it's not lawful for these sorts of things to happen. Um, and so sacred rites need to be conducted uh, f- to expiate the pollution that's been created mm. um, in this instance. Fair enough, yeah. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Well, okay. Basically, Livy t- goes in a completely different direction with the whole conspiracy of Octavius Mamilius. <gasps> and Do I'm, tell. Well, <laughs> I, th- I think it's in your narrative at some point as well, but whereabouts? <laughs> but I'm wondering if maybe we should stop there because I think it's going to be in a whole separate episode because what Livy talks about is the creation of the office of the dictator ooh yes yes the dictator yes well, yes let's get to that in another episode all right <laughs> stay tuned for a very exciting another first a first for the Roman Republic what we're, we're popping the cherry on dictators <laughs> <laughs> I do love a good popping the cherry indeed please join me here next time farewell farewell